0: hello uh ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the breakdown once more where we discuss a brilliant weekend for Munster and what was an absolutely amazing display and a great win a way to watch this past weekend while other irish provinces performed quite well in their games as well we will also look to the breaking news that is van gran has announced he will be leaving Munster, and i am joined to talk about it with Ben Geary once again um Ben, like first of all, we're gonna to have to just immediately dive into the breaking news. Um, I don't know if I don't know I don't know if we're happy. I don't know if we're not happy. I don't really know what to make of it. I don't know who's incoming. It's kind of it's 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 strange timing for me. I think. Um, but yeah, Van yeah.
1: Grend has announced that he's leaving. What are your first instantaneous thoughts? Um, like I'm a, I'm a little bit like you said a, bit, a few mixed emotions. Um like when he came in 2017 to replace Razzie, it, w- it was almost like a seamless transition in many ways because not only was were they both so similar in regards to their pedigree and their you know how they how they kind of run the game but yeah it's just it's just for him to go now at such a when when monster are like like they're heading in the right direction it hasn't he hasn't exactly had an easy year and we've we've mentioned that countless times before yeah. um like the past Six eight months alone have been have been stressful for him, but like probably much more stressful than any other head coach in the URC. But uh, yeah, it's different so They Like, the to talks to him going to the premiership now to coach Bath. Um, well, then uh, his best of luck to him, yeah. It's but, not going to get easier, really, is it? Uh, and yeah, exactly. He's 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 kind of facing another mountain now with, with Bath, but then again, they're not far off either. Um, Do you I, think I, any. Do you think he's been influenced in any like kind of way, shape, or form by Larkham's exit? I'm I, I'm sure it played a part, all right. Yeah. Um hmm. like even looking at their quotes, like Munster released a quote from Van Grande this morning, kind of outlining his decision to leave. And and I I know these guys are are media trained up to their tonsils anyway, but they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind yeah. of it's, it's yeah, you know, it's it's a bit kind of. It says everything without saying anything either at the same time. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. if anything, it casts doubt over the presence of Dale Ende and Sneeman, Um, because I believe that one of the big reasons they joined Munster in the first place was to play for Van Gran. Mm. Um so you know, you just kind of wonder does does his exit intrude on kind of the 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 South African would you say, the South African legions that Munster have at the moment, but yeah. So I, I don't know, and yeah. even when it comes to talking about who could come in to replace him, I'm lost for ideas. To be honest, I don't know who yeah. could possibly come. In.
0: Uh, well, I mean, there's 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 going to be one man who's going to be mentioned, but he's in the middle of France, as we all know, and yeah, is he's so he's so he seems to me that he's so calculated that I think he'd want to see out what he's doing in France yeah. and then take the monster when he's got kind of. Nothing not is ideal, like, don't get me wrong, and there is no ideal time to take over anything, really. But there are better times than others, and I don't think this would be the perfect time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, Ron Agara, as a as a monster fan, he's the mm-hmm. ideal choice to, to come, but I yeah. think looking at the, the broader picture of where European rugby is at the moment, it's very unlikely, because not only has he got a great thing going with La Rochelle, on a european basis i know the top 14 is a bit shaky from from their point of view but yeah i i don't see him just dropping everything and coming to monster i don't think he feels monster owe him anything or anything like that
0: yeah. Um,
1: yeah and i'm sure moving back to ireland would be nice for him and he'll probably do it eventually but i don't know is now the time um <laughs> and even thinking i can think of loads of guys who probably won't come you know um mm-hmm like, there was whispers of, and this is ridiculous to even say it out loud, but there was whispers of Eddie Jones finishing up with England. He'll probably need somewhere to go. I I believe Ireland or the URC is, uh, there was whispers, yeah. I don't think they they grew legs or I don't think they were very well-founded, but, like, even when you think Stuart Lancaster left England on kind of bad terms and and turned his his career around with Leinster, you think Eddie Jones might look to do something similar, but, again, there's... For every one reason that makes something like that likely, there's another ten to, to refute it again. So, uh, where, it's a bit tricky. Where does this leave, like J.P. Ferreira? Where does it leave
0: Roundtree? Like, yeah, just um, if, if if kind of the I don't even know. Like, if the if the head of the leaders or the staff are leaving, yeah, do like do they stay? Do they? I don't know, this, I just find this timing to be kind of strange, but, I mean, it is what it is.
1: Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it definitely upsets it, 100%. Um, like, I definitely think that one of the reasons Roundtree was there is because he wanted to work with Lackham and work with Van Graan. Um, yep. Now that that's off the table. you know, like, I to have a great group of players and I'm sure he enjoys working with them, but so do he...
0: a lot of clubs, you know, yeah, so do... And um, Roundtree's done pretty fantastic work so far.
1: He does, yeah, yeah. Do you think they could be looking to give him the the top
0: job? No, no. Okay, no, I, don't I mean I can see that. I just I don't. Yeah, to me that would be. If I hate to use, I hate to bring everything back to United or stuff like that. But that would to <laughs> me, be like just it was like jobs for the boys, just because you yeah. were there. Yo, I don't. Are you ready to really take on this? Because you have to remember, I mean, we're not just a team to kind of fill out the numbers for the Champions Cup. We want to, like, okay, maybe realistically, and not ideally, we're not expected to win it. But we want yeah. to compete, and we want to win it. So why go along for the ride? I mean, no, for me, no. No. I don't yeah. see him. Yeah. I, like, why do I you? Understand. Would you have any
1: interest no, in that? No. Like, uh, no, I like, I see, I think if anyone, I think Graham Rauch would, would be a a good option anyway, at the very least. Yeah. But like I do see the possibility of Ian Costello taking up the head job, and uh, because he he like he did do a great job at the weekend, which we'll get to. But it was almost it would almost be like he's only getting that job because he's closest, you know. Um, that yeah, that
0: there and, you go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like a super down system. It's like exactly. Who's left?
1: Oh yeah, okay. and the, and in the realm of of professional sport, like that that kind of decision making isn't it's not sustainable. It doesn't really yield the best results. Not no. to say that he doesn't deserve it or he wouldn't do a good job, but it it can't just be their first their first choice. Just uh oh, throw him into the job because he's closest, you know. Yeah, um, but I fully agree. Yeah, listen, um, that's that. I Until just, we know more,
0: I mean, it's what like uh, do you know what? Even two weeks ago, if you said this to me two weeks ago, I wouldn't um I wouldn't have been as surprised. But it's just About, the fact after just after the weekend and the like the youngsters been so promising and everything i don't know i just i don't know it's right yeah. we can't have know.
1: it good for too long it's no. almost like no never know, we're waiting wait yeah. for the next car crash but yeah um, it's it's difficult it's kind of hard i think at the stage because the news only broke this morning it's really hard to know where what direction it's going to go in but yeah um but you know it's it's you just
0: don't know you just don't know so he's been there since what November twenty seventeen? What like how would you If I had to say give me out a, a rating out of ten? How would you rate his time at Munster? Like um underwhelming, like
1: in, yeah, overperformed. Probably surrender. if you if you're if you're standing in the trophy cabinet, it probably is a little bit underwhelming. Um mm. like even looking back to last year's Pro 14 final um against Leinster, it was pro fourteen, I don't believe it was the Rainbow Cup, no. Um, Yeah, Pro-14, like, it was almost as if that they just changed the way they played for that game, and they they completely scrapped the kind of, both the players and, and the systems that got them to the final in the first place. They basically
0: almost, well, it's a fine line between respect and fear, but it was almost so much fear that they had of Leinster and what Leinster could do, that they were like, what we do, effectively, it's not yeah. going to work. So they probably completely changed the game plan to try and nullify Leinster, which, of course, we all know.
1: That <laughs> yeah, didn't work. Didn't
0: yeah, plan, it,
1: yeah. like, I mean it, in many ways it's it's all underwhelming, like you said, where he kind of fell short a few times. You know what we'll do? Very lucky things don't go away, but
0: to ask you this question. Domestically, how have we fared and like in Europe? we'll we'll, we'll start off domestically. Since he took over 2017, progress, yes, no.
1: Uh, I would say progress, yes, in regards, above anything else, the, the the depth in squad that he created. um, Like, you could probably argue that it was originally, the ball got rolling originally with, with uh, Razzy Erasmus, but mm. I do think that he he is leaving the club in a better place than how he found it. Um, okay. When you think of okay. the depth yeah. the talents.
0: Okay, I like that because yeah. there are times where you can't always have the finished article come in and do... Everything that's needed, so when you said there, yeah. it's in a better position than when he started, well, then, therefore, it indicates he's done a good job. Now, yeah, has he has. done a job where you stand back and you go, We can't let this man go? Maybe not, but we have to be realistic of where Monster are currently, Joe, you know, mm. in the in rankings in terms of talent in Ireland right now, and they're, they're definitely not first. So, yeah, I think like he has done a good job. And I think the same as anything in, in life, as soon as it's gone, we'll realize pretty quickly how good of a job he's done
1: yeah. or
0: he hasn't done a good job because whoever steps in now, they've got, yeah, they've got it ahead of him. But however, another angle to this which is kind of interesting is that the fact that the youngster stepped up so well at the weekend, yeah, I think that, yeah. I honestly think that one performance could influence a coach who maybe might've been, mm, I'm not sure about Munster now, we're
1: kind of like, okay, yeah. yeah it's it's kind of looking a bit more attractive yeah like yeah. it's interesting i think another good example of that was the scarlet's game in urc i believe it was, was around three or four but yeah. um it was monster's first away game i believe but like there was a lot of un rarely seen players in that team sheet who yeah. went out and, and played phenomenally and and really you know really showed how good they were uh and if anything how good they can be in the future but I, and I think it, it was kind of done again then this weekend in a in a much more weirder context and a and a much bigger stage, but more forced Yeah, end. the result was the same. You know, you you yeah. see all these guys now, like like Pat Campbell and Daniel Okeke who have just wealth of potential and talents already as it is. Yeah. Um, but like as you said, I I'd love to see some coach, whoever it may be, watch that game at the weekend and say, oh yeah, I can I can do something with. With that yeah. pool of players, I, I they really fit my way of thinking and my way of playing the game. But uh, who that might be, I have no idea to be honest. I can't even begin like, to think that's the that, that, like who
0: I'm I'm kind of I can't think of any like immediate like standouts. There's no one who yeah. jumps out to me like straight away. There's no one who I'm like, please go get him, like get yeah. him out. No, know, there's no, yeah. I just I don't know. Um, like there, I say- Something ridiculous, like imagine a little fellow was let go of Ireland or tried to get uh, his way out of Ireland and his way to Munster, and by little fella he's absolutely huge. I'd be talking about Paul O'Connell.
1: That's a good, yeah. To or do you think
0: and do you think it's jobs for the boys and experimenting with something that we can't really afford? To <sighs> yeah. with?
1: I don't know. Like I think with Paul in, in particular, I think he enjoys the international setup i think it suits him better um yep. i do think the the kind of club system is a bit more grueling do you know it's a it's week in week out lots yeah of
0: and, and there's a massive difference between a coach or like a coach within the system to a head coach it's, you yes know,
1: exactly yeah it's not, yeah a head, essentially a head coach his job is to manage a pool of coaches and a pool of players yeah rather than just you know Blowing the whistle every day of training, you know. Yeah. Uh, or having his
0: like Paulo Connell, and of course, Paulo Connell has more of an effect, he's an icon of the exactly. club and the province. But like he will go into work every day, be like, All right, up the momentum, up uh, up the performance levels, and get this line out as it should be. Whereas you yeah. walk into Munster, it's like a plumber looking down on the floor and there's six or seven leaks. He's like, Where do I start? Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. it, it is it's completely really different. Like, and the responsibility is different.
1: Not saying Munster of six or seven leaks, but three or four maybe at the moment yeah so. then again like talking about paul o'connell those lineouts at the weekend were exceptional yeah uh, yeah yeah if scott buckley was i was he, just about he, to, he didn't need to play that well <laughs> you know i know yeah um it was, kill the we get it yeah, yeah, yeah take his it his easy
0: come on player. really <laughs> um i was delighted for him i don't know if you saw that um the camera cutting to him when the joe mentioned um how well he played player to match and uh all the lads just started like slapping him, and like yeah, yeah. mile couldn't have been more contagious. He just couldn't wipe <laughs> it off his off his face, and I was like, "It's kind of nice to see." I love. I just love. It, it sounds so stupid, and it is an overreaction. But this is why we do podcasts. This is why sports media is what it is. I think I'm excited now after like after after that performance. I just think it was a bit of the old monster for some weird reason, and I don't know why.
1: It was, yeah. I think like they thrived in chaos you know like there was yeah. particularly towards the the latter stages of the out half, or the first half but yeah like the ball was everywhere and the breakdown was a bit of a mess the scrums were not great uh lineouts were fairly tight even though they were pretty basic i know the wasps wasps were probably an easy team to to throw lineouts against in many ways because you know there was you players playing out of positions and what have you but yeah. Um. I yeah. There definitely was a bit of the old monster about it. It was they were kind of the team that wanted the win more, and that kind of shone through as well a little bit. And you had guys who really wanted to make an impact and and wanted to keep the standard that the international and the season players set. They wanted to keep that high and and play to that standard instead of, you know, asking for, asking for it to I don't know be. little bit easier or have it maybe 13 players playing against the wasp 15 you know and the unseasoned players are just kind of filling the jersey a little bit where that really wasn't the case and i'm really glad that it wasn't the case at all you know Mm. um but like there's lots of positives
0: yeah too many positives to be honest even cover in an hour (laughs) uh before we before we completely jump into that match because there is a lot to cover in um in the wasps game I'll quickly ask you this just to finish up on Van right. Like, does this so? This goes two ways for me. Does this stall momentum for Munster in the Heineken Cup domestically for the end of the season? Or is it like, no, let's rally around and like a good send off would perform and we'll give it our all until he leaves? Yeah. Where are we going here? What are you leaning towards?
1: Um, it's it's a difficult one the same like there's there's not a many examples of of the kind of last dance mentality you know where you know this is our last shot at as making the most of what we have going on here at the moment because we know we can see the end so we might as well make a big push and, and make the most of it while we can but like there's a few examples of that but From a coaching point of view, it's a little bit more difficult to achieve because, you know, he's already accepted his offer. He's already the players know that he doesn't really want to be there any longer. You know, Um, that's a bit that's a bit difficult. And I'm sure it's they're you know they're all professionals really. At the end of the day, I'm sure it's not personal, but uh, sports is personal. You know, it's it's kind of hard to to separate. you know what's on paper to to what's happening in the pitch and what's happening in the dressing room you know um but it's hard to say i i'd like to think that they'll they'll really make the most of it and they'll make one big push and and van Grand will leave Munster as a as a champion or you know at least with a bit of silverware to his name but yeah uh, it's difficult um yeah i
0: i'd be kind of leaning towards it mightn't help the cause but I don't know. It's it's monster at the same time, so you don't know. Yeah. What to do. strange, you know, you, you can't write the up, So it could could galvanize them if anything. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But there will be some interesting angles coming from this now for for the months mm. to come. And what's going to play yeah. out? So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very, 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 very interesting. Um, like anyone off the top of your head who who you can think who could step in, like um. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking of someone and his name has just left my head now um...
1: like I, I would think in many ways it depends what kind of situation the club is in at the moment like if mm. they're in the position financially to buy someone out of their contract it could completely change the, the pool of candidates um, like obviously Van Grande is at the end of his contract and then that's why Bath kind of were able to influence him a little bit but you never know. Um, like you might see coaches might want to opt out of their contracts. Like I know Pat Lamb at Bristol, he's made a, something fantastic at Bristol at the moment, and he's, he would he's really be. developed the club, but yeah. um, it's it's not really going in the direction he wants in. So maybe I'd never say never, but it's unlikely. But like you could convince him if the and paycheck was nice enough.
0: But Poor man, of course, money doesn't money doesn't uh, talk, it, it shouts. Yeah. Like what I'm thinking of this is this very well i could be wrong, but i i couldn't see it happening i'm just thinking in uh just i don't know just for conversation's sake really i think andy friend has been
1: yeah he's another name that i thought of as well i would i
0: wouldn't i wouldn't have a problem with that now i'm not saying it'd be easy to go get him he's probably happy he's delighted what he's doing they're doing unbelievable yeah someone like that i just think yeah i I don't know where to who um I'm trying to think of the name, and it's just not coming to me. Um, used to play for Monster, working with Razzie in South Africa.
1: Oh, uh, Felix Jones. Felix
0: Jones. I couldn't think of it for about 10 minutes there. It was so annoying. Yeah. Like, anyone like that? Or, again, I'm kind of thinking they're all risks. That's the thing. I, there's no one yeah. that, I'm, that that comes to mind where you're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of minimized risk, and it's more calculated. I think from here on out, any punch is a bit of a – it's a bit of a risk.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, I'm I'm sure Monster have uh, they've they've been smart financially in the past few years. Like in order to sign two big signings this time two years ago, um, in World Cup winners, do you know, it, it could they're they're getting better at making the club a bit more attractive in order to attract talent. Um, yeah. They're still probably not as not as good as they can be or as good as other clubs are, but um, I don't think. I don't think getting a big name, not a big name, but you don't really want someone coming to the club and being like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Do you know, because it it, and that could make a break someone. Do you know, a coach might like that kind of underdog. Thought, 100%, 100%. But at the same time, do you know, if you want to be winning trophies, maybe you just you need someone to to you need, seamlessly you need that
0: fit in. experience exactly, and it's like yeah. in any walk of life unfortunately it is the way it is your reputation precedes it
1: so exactly
0: they know well they think they know what what to expect from someone coming in straight away regardless whether it being true or not true it's it's what comes with it so whoever comes in the players will have not saying it's justified but they will immediately have instinctive feelings towards the coach before they even talk they'll have they'll have ideas of, of what this guy wants to implement what is he like dealing with the players, man management, does he have an ego, does he not have an ego, Yeah, do you know, respected and et cetera, et cetera, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, look, as of as of this Tuesday morning in December, we don't know, but it's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride, and I'm just kind of intrigued to see how quickly, monsters sort this out, and if they do, yeah. when it's announced, because yes. again, yeah. timing is going to be of massive, massive importance here, so, Absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, the last question we'll have on this Van Grand uh, related is how does this to you affect someone like Carberry? Because uh, someone who seems to just just getting going now, finally we yeah. have it. It's kind of yeah. looking like, oh my god lads, this could be the guy we signed and now Van Grand's gone. So do, do yeah. you think Carberry oh, can't catch a break or do you think, look, I'm in my rhythm anyway, whoever comes in I'm good enough to to lead this team.
1: Yeah, you know what? And and if you would ask me that probably a while ago or maybe a week or two ago, I would have said, yeah, it, it probably would be a bit disruptive yeah. to him. But at the same time, do you know, Van Graan had, went to Carberry. time? Was it 20, 2017, 2018? Was it 20, the same yeah. time? I, I can't quite think off the top of my head now. but he, like I'm pretty sure, but yeah. Yeah, so he, he had three years at yeah. the same time, you know? So maybe maybe a, a different management style might benefit Cabri, you know, maybe, maybe a change is needed in, in that regard. But, yeah. um, and I'm sure there are a lot of players who, who were and will thrive in, in Van Grand's setup. and him leaving will be a, an issue to, it'll, it'll probably cast a bit of uncertainty over their future and over their future form. But, um, but then again, hindsight could be a great thing. This could be a great thing to happen for Munster, you know? Yeah. Well, I He's hope so. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so well, uh, we'll finally jump into this because, I mean, we were discussing this for a majority of the show there last week, and obviously it was the main topic of discussion throughout the rugby world, to be honest, not even just in Europe, yeah. it was throughout the world because, obviously, it all originated in South Africa. So, yeah. Monster with the COVID outbreak, the chaos that ensued, the hectic few weeks... Well, yeah, just and a particularly hectic week last week. We thought they might get a result. We both backed them. Thank you. Yeah, you it is, yeah. Back last yeah, week. We got that we right. Got that right. But like we we thought they'd win, but definitely not how they did and how emphatically like how emphatically they won. Like I mean Yeah. Arguably one of our best performances in a while with that with that team as well. It was like okay, I'm gonna this is basically what I'm asking you monster were they that good
1: were wasp that bad was it both uh it was it was both it was definitely both um like i think wasp said something like was it 13 changes to their team sheet mm. uh, like uh, a matter of hours before the game it was tw- not even 24 hours before the game but um or maybe it was the morning of actually but like i even heard that that wasp were going through their their line out moves 45 minutes before kickoff in the tunnels in the in the underneath the, the stands of the stadium like so do you know were wasps were wasps ready to go probably not probably wasn't mm. the the most I mean maybe maybe the filling jerseys analogy suits that team more better than it suited uh suited Munster but yeah 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 it's like it's tricky and not to be taken away from from the great performances that the guys had um particularly the younger players but I mean at the same time it, you know it, it was it was a game of rugby that that you know there was two teams playing and each team had their weaknesses and each team had their strength like there was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of positives from the wasp side as well um uh, now that i think about I think that the, the red card springs to mind but i think what played out is actually
0: what you said last week i think a lot of that played out um because i'll give you credit when it's due and i rarely give it to you so yeah give you your um no, I think and it sounds like it would would have been an easy call to make, but it's not because it it, it literally unfolded before our eyes. So, offensively, was weren't horrific. No, they weren't good. No, yeah, they weren't. They were. There were certain things they did well. Okay, yeah, like that's that's how I would put it. I could be kind that way. Defensively, just non-existent that's yeah. that's where the game was and actually that's where to me monster showed how good they were how disciplined they were like defensively they are outstanding like that the troy saving tackle was yeah. the first 8 minutes or 7 minutes by peter Manny, who i did not know could run that fast and yeah, i what yeah. years, just put on the literally just put on the jets and started going after him and that to me that was a big moment in the game small like th- those like that could have been a great start for wasps so absolutely yeah I think defensively, side like the... no fire. I just think defensively we were outstanding, to be honest. Yeah, but like, yeah. I know it wasn't the the biggest of tests, but
1: yeah. And it was like there was a lot of, there was a few handling errors. There was a few, like there was a, a good few times where monster were out of position. Like yeah. even when you look at Andrew Conway's try, like that was a five on two that wasps had. Um, like the monster defense was just completely in in treads uh but then a very bad pass from i'm not sure who it was now but uh just just completely spoiled it and andrew conway all he had to do was pick it up and and canter over the line you know um yeah so like so you kind of, you like like obviously politely because
0: uh you 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 would disagree with my like thoughts that we were good defensively so
1: i know like we were we were good defensively at times when we needed to be um but I, I wouldn't say that wasps were particularly like, oh, geez, we can't get through them. It was more of a case of like, yeah. that when, when they did have a chance, they couldn't make the most of it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. they didn't, Okay. I agree. Yeah. So they were just, <sighs> they weren't clinical in any way, shape, or form. No, no, not at all. Uh-huh. And I, I really think that like, if you, if you butcher a, a five on two, like, I mean, it's very hard to, it's very hard to That's get sympathy for something problem. like that, you know? Like, yeah. an, an under 13s team wouldn't make that mistake. And yeah. if they did, they'd hear about it, you know? Um, so, like, things like that. You know, you have to take it into account. Uh, like, even when you think of the the yellow card that they got, Dan Frost going off, who arguably was one of their best playmakers at the time um, in, the, in the game before he went off. Uh, yeah. And also Brad Shields getting that red card, which is a bit controversial. But, I don't know. What did you think? Did you think it was it was a red, or did you think it was... i it my first thought so i actually i was talking to you about this yesterday so yeah, uh,
0: yeah i don't know um i think this is exactly what i said to you yesterday and i just like it was it harsh yeah um a little bit like would i feel aggrieved if i was a wasp fan yes would yeah no 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 Uh I'll just keep it in the same kind of analogy. If I was a Wasp fan, would I feel aggrieved? Yes. If I was a Wasp fan and I watched the highlights back and I saw it again and I was like, is that by the book? Is it the correct call? I would also say yes. So yeah. it's one of them where no matter what the referee did, he's getting grief. So it's it's just one of those situations. All in all, was it the right decision to make? Personally, yeah. That's That's what I feel. But I mean... Yeah I just think it's one of those you can't win it's a lose lose for the referee he made a decision it affected the game but I do think
1: it was I do think it was yeah. deserved what do you think I, I yeah I know I agree with you I think it it was a big swinging point for the game and especially the fact that he's their captain and he was that I know if he was the most decorated in the sense that he had the most english caps he had the most you know yeah he has spent the most time in in international camps he was probably one of the more seasoned players on the team anyway um, I believe he's originally a back row but he was kind of pushed into second row whether he liked it or not because of COVID cases and because of injuries and what have you but like eh, looking looking at the book and within the the context of what the game is trying to do in regards to safety in regards to to yeah. prioritizing you know the health of the players in in, in the long term I think that being strict with a call like that is is paramount and like did it fall into the gray area of of a red card absolutely but yep. i mean yep. if you were if you were to describe to someone what happened and ask them if it was a red card they would probably say yeah it was so it's, it's yep. a bit harsh but
0: it is what no, it is I, too I, I think i'm i think we're just both in agreement with that and i think most people would be because i mean yeah, definitely like I mean, yeah i don't know it was like i mean yeah, <laughs> was. see the problem I find with when decisions are made like this, the main talking point becomes, "Oh, what's the referee doing? He's after ruining the competition, or he's ruined the game." Well, I, I, you could argue the player ruined it for himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, the referee has to make a decision. It's not like the ref wants, "Oh, lads, I'm Joe. I don't want to. I don't want to tightly contest the contest the game here. I want an easy game where I can." Yeah. Decision that's gonna affect it and ruin it for everybody. I don't think that's how it works. I think exactly they look at it and they're like, Okay, what is my job? In- implement yeah. the rule. Definitely, yeah. It. Simple as, it. and I think people get lost in this, like, oh, it affected the game. No, and did this of course it did, but but it happened. So what yeah. are you supposed to, you're supposed to negate the fact that it happened and be like, no, 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 we want a good game, lads. Whatever he did, we'll forgive him. oh no. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, ah, yeah. Joe, no, 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 fa- or no harm no foul but there was harm so it's a foul Right card see you in a while months <laughs> to take. But that's, yeah. you know, they're the facts um yeah play, play, player of the match
1: because i know oh, who yeah yeah you, you know what i'm gonna say i think yeah probably. yeah scott buckley absolutely yeah, like absolutely. i watched back the game last night and like when you watch a game for a second time you kind of you know you watch the ball a bit less and you kind of watch what's you happening watch you watch initially yeah, exactly. You you notice everything else, and you're a little yeah. less emotional about it and whatnot. But uh, well, you especially, especially <laughs> being a monster fan, like, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like his his lineups were were phenomenal. Like he hit sixteen. Fair enough, they kept it simple, but he still hit his, all sixteen of his targets. Um, he had one turnover, scored one try, I think. Like meters carried, I think he he the most carries I believe in the in the. <laughs> his 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 ball carrying presence was ridiculous um you, for a guy that young like 21 yeah pretty Yeah, the most carries um like, yeah he the most carries out of everyone on the monster team um that's just outrageous like um, by a lot like the second most was second most was Ty Burn with 9 whereas Scott Buckley had 12 so there's a bit of a gap there you know um like i mean for a guy that young to and there was a few there was a few collisions where he probably wasn't he he didn't he didn't exactly dominate them he kind of got knocked back a couple of times but like to just keep going and just yeah, keep driving absolutely. just keep getting it yeah keep and you're reloading. not
0: gonna, you're not gonna physically be like bigger or more impactful than everybody every team like every player you come the whole point is utilizing the skills that you have and like what to bring it back to what you said there what impressed me the most because it seems to be one of the most underappreciated assets in world rugby because it does look so simple. When you're sitting at home and you're stuffing your face with a burger and chip watching <laughs> these professional athletes and we're giving them grief while doing it, yeah. we're like, oh, Joe, how can you mess up that? How can yeah. you do that? I'm sure, these lads are getting paid to do it. How is he doing that? They train every yeah. day. Yeah. What, what a lot of players seem to not be able to, I suppose, what would be the word? I I don't know, just perfect it seems to be the line-out throw. Like, a lot of hookers yeah. serious issues with it, and he was seamlessly brilliant. Yeah. And that yeah. means, that, again, it goes back to anybody. It goes back to a 10, Carberry, et cetera, doing the basics, and he did them
1: mm-hmm. well. beyond. yeah. <laughs> like, and I think it's particularly in, the, in the, the kind of game it was, like, it was very scrappy. It was very mm. kind of loose. It was, you know, it was... <laughs> They were they were screaming at each other just as much as they were playing rugby against each other. But like even when you look at Carberry's two misses, like he had one bad miss in front of the post. Mm. Um, like I, I think more than anything, he was just kind of spooked because it was directly after the red card, and maybe yeah. you know the, the, the you know like these it, you don't really know what it's like out in the pitch. Maybe maybe Carberry was just spooked, but. Mm. It, that that was a bad miss, but like at the same time, with the, the the same context in mind, like Scott Buckley still hit sixteen, all sixteen of his targets uh, at the lineout. Um, he had one turnover and one try. I, I can check the tackle count. I'm sure it's through the roof as well. Um, he was the standout. Like, I mean, he was a standout. Made was- four tackles, missed two. Like that's very that's very respectable you know overall on, on top of his already sterling performance like
0: yeah
1: um, uh, he'll be a hard man drop in the future but With that's it. the
0: thing it's it's amazing that after one game like everyone can have a good performance like all all debutants were brilliant like okay was absolutely brilliant um he was there wasn't like no one through it was funny what we said was like you would just make the most of it and don't don't be intimidated and just play fearlessly and that's exactly what happened i mean every single like campbell again another one like all brilliant but i think i think okay yeah you just what what i would say is it looked like he was playing hooker for for us for for about five six years that was that was why it was just it was was crazy it was actually crazy and i'm just delighted for him to be honest um absolutely Delighted for Munster actually more than anything because that is that's actually a position now where I think we could really do with someone like him stepping up and absolutely yeah definitely 100%. a, a full time threat for a long time and mm-hmm. I think the whole weekend was just good for Munster to be honest. I think it was just absolutely, a good yeah. Um
1: like who any other standouts for you? Um OK in particular was mm. monumental. He had a few handling errors, but like when you look at just the numbers he put up alone, like you you're gonna forgive those, you know. Like he had the second most meters made with 86 meters. Um, he made the most tackles out of everyone on the team with 11, and he beat the most defenders with six. Um like for a guy monster. that age to be to be putting in that much of a shift is is nuts. Like monumental, he's just
0: absolute monster. Like um I thought Ty Byrne was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. I'm sure he's um, world class. Like he's he's yeah, the he Rolls really Royce of, of second rows. I loved his um. I don't know if you caught it, but um, there was at one stage where <laughs> he was ripping the ball and robbing the ball so much yeah. off what, that he literally goes, "I'm sorry." And he apologized. Yeah.
1: apologize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I love it, but she, he was probably himself. Murray, who else? I'm just trying to think. Himself, Murray, and Bar de Delande went in a different context. Like those guys are. They're just fresh off a Lions tour, you know. Like mm-hmm. those guys should be, should be punishing Wasps as much as yeah. they can, just just from sheer just talent and and ability yeah. alone, you know. Um, and and so they should be uh, because that's that's what things like that's Lions tours and, and, and like, Ireland like, counts yeah. you know, yeah. that's what they they reward. So when you're going yeah, playing against a depleted Wasps team, you should you should be throwing them yeah. around the pitch like a rag doll, you know. Um, yeah. But I mean. Like it's just it's just more of the same from him, you know. I think burn is is going to be a force to be reckoned with for at least the next five, six, seven years, maybe. Um, I'm not quite sure how old he is, but hopefully. of course, yeah, injuries, injuries. You know, hopefully he can he can avoid them, and and if he does get them, they're few and far between. But, um, but yeah, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. Um, who else? I was surprised to see Costello empty the bench actually. I don't know if you noticed that but he brought everybody on yeah. um so even when you look at like the team that was being played like you can had you you for a sec? Hmm? sorry one.
0: can i interrupt you for a second something just Ew. dawned on me there and i this is completely my own head now this is a <laughs> this is a theory <laughs> i have and it could be absolutely nothing do you think for a second that possibly possibly just entertain me ben right
1: right I'll try Van
0: it. would have informed the squad before the Wasps game that he was gone, and that Ian Costello was basically not taking the reins, but would implement kind of what he wanted, and maybe, possibly, that was maybe an audition for a job, yeah. or my La La Land here because I like obviously you would think it would be leaked one, like people yeah. would in. You know, that Munster would know, oh, Van Graan's leaving, blah, blah. Probably wouldn't course, happen yeah. the week of a Champions Cup game going away to Wasps. Considering everything that happened with COVID, it would. All, I would almost think it would be naive to give them the information that he's leaving at the end of the season during such a chaotic week. However, I love having these ridiculous ideas. Yeah. I just think, imagine that was the case. Imagine Ian Gaslow is like, oh, unbelievable. And, I don't and know, just now he's the head coach. coach like... Like... Yeah, it definitely didn't happen. Like, I'm definitely just, making up a scenario. It's a good scenario and it's saucy.
1: Yeah. And I, and I don't think you're, you're definitely not, you're definitely not wrong in the sense that they probably knew. I'm sure the players <laughs> did know. Um, yeah. Like, as you know, like these things, like they probably, I'd say if they lost, they probably would have released the news on the Monday morning, yesterday morning that he was leaving, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't know. It's, it's a strange one. Um, I, I, d- you're, you're not far off either in the sense that it's probably is a bit of a, an interview for for as head coach um mm-hmm. i frankly don't think he's there yet i don't know is is putting him in the in the top job with suddenly so much more responsibility and so much more yeah you know just mouths to feed in in figurative sense i don't know would, would that be best thing for him but then again, never know if 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 it comes where he's maybe like a director of rugby and, or no, rather maybe a head coach and then director of rugby is a is a different role. Do you know they might change up yeah. the whole kind of yeah. structure of the coaching backroom anyway, and yeah. maybe Costello might be promoted, but he would, probably wouldn't be the the top dog. Um, but yeah, I think you know you you could be onto something there, Mark. I don't know. I could very well be
0: talking nonsense as well, but look, this is the whole point of it, and I just think. I don't know there's a lot I am I, very kind of I, I like to look into things whether I'm completely I could be completely wrong, but I just like to look into things a bit deeper because I don't know there was such a good feeling factor that I came away with after Munster's win and all the players looked yeah in in, in unison with each other so I, I I don't know I could be completely right I don't know I don't know but maybe I am completely wrong because would they perform that well if the news came out during a chaotic week I don't know look Look, yeah, I'm only, sure. only, time, only time will tell. Will we ever know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so we'll move on quickly. We were talking about uh the other Irish provinces in action during mm-hmm. the weekend, um, kind of called them all to a T, uh, pretty much. Uh, I got one wrong. Uh, I thought Claremont would see off Ulster, wasn't too far off. It was tight, it was very it, tight, yeah. It was a whole yeah. game, but Ulster ultimately, actually, a great win, ultimately showed, um. So they were probably just the better team. Leinster, as we said, got out the hockey sticks and put up the numbers against Bath. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, it was kind of the most predictable game of the round. And then, of course, we came to connaught who blew Stad Francais out the water, didn't allow any tries, and just dominated from start to finish, really. So quickly, we'll jump into them. I'm going to ask you, we'll start off with Ulster. Start off with Ulster Claremonts. Massive win for them.
1: You yeah. call them how far yeah, can they go? Do you think? I like I definitely do think that Ulster, like they've been a phenomenal club for the past 10 years, you know. Um, I I do think they do a lot of things right. I think in regards when you look at the their their setup, like the likes of Nathan Doke, who's getting as much game time as, as, as he wants, really, in many ways. Yeah. Um, like John Cooney is performing Stuart McCloskey seems to be just getting better and better like James Hume is only 23 <laughs> which I only realised there the other day I, if you would ask me I would have said that he was kind of late 20s um, yeah. but he yeah. still has a lot of rugby left in the tank you know and a, yeah. a lot of more potential to reach so like and for him to be as good as he is already or like, I mean I,
0: yeah, like I, I completely agree with you but it's not necessarily as good because everyone can be good at a certain it's consistency for his age he, kind oh of yeah Kind of fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: But he is, like, he's, he really is. I think he's probably one of the best 13s in the country, if not the best, um, Mm. with the exception of Gary Ringloss here and there. But yeah, I do think James Hume at the moment, anyway, thinking this week and last week, and even though they lost to the Ospreys, but from the Leinster game until the Claremont game, I think that he's the best 13 in Ireland, definitely. Um, But yeah, like, and I think the addition of Dwayne Vermeulen is huge. um, Oh, yeah. But yeah. Absolutely he's probably mad. filling a, a Marcel Cote size hole in, in their back their back um back row, but Yeah. At the same time, I think it's it's the kind of game that suits him too, you know. Um and like he's fresh off he's fresh off a, a COVID hiatus. So like he I think he had one training session and then he was on, on the plane to, to Claremont. Um but like he performed and he got the job done nonetheless. There's no signs of fatigue anyway. No signs of fatigue. I was. I think you he, like he went off early. I think he went off at kind of the fifty between fifty and sixty minutes. Actually, I don't think it was. I think it was actually in the fifty-first or second minute he went off. But That's,
0: I think that was always um, going to happen for the what yeah, I'm saying. It, probably that period of time. There was no like the gas tank was full for the minutes he played. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, like, how do I? I suppose yeah. Easiest way of doing this. Do you think Ulster have the ability to ever really win a Champions Cup, or do you think it's more – I hate saying the word process, but that it's a constant – They're just competitors rather than yeah, like contenders, you know? Um, almost – actually, to be honest, almost like we are at the moment. Like, Yeah. I know Like a lot of people say, oh, we can win the Champions Cup. I don't think we can. That's just me. I'll say that now. Like, I don't think we can, but – I don't know what do you think like do you think Ulster do you think they're a threat
1: to any yeah. serious teams yeah I think they are absolutely absolutely I think I think their biggest threat I think they can beat any team on any day bar bar maybe Toulouse Toulouse Leinster Toulouse and Leinster yeah that's all I'm going to say I think they can beat La Rochelle I think they can beat Harlequins on any day, I think they can beat Claremont as they showed. I think they can beat Exeter. Uh, I'm sorry now. I'm just, I'm looking here at the list. Uh, well, honestly, but,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, like it's it's. I I genuinely do think that also are at that level. And like, if it's not this year, it's it's next year. You know, or it's the year after. Um, unless unless so the head coach upsticks and leaves.
0: But that's kind of exactly my point, though. Like, do you think that this year could be the year? Because this always seems to be
1: yeah 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 no that's a good question yeah i do think so to be honest Um, i think they can get over the line like i mean i don't know yeah maybe they can i think they can i think they can yeah um but then again i mean even looking at like leinster like leinster were obviously always going to beat bath but they weren't they didn't play phenomenal you know they weren't uh they didn't exactly uh, yeah yeah like uh, i know what you mean but
0: again actually you know what you could be wrong I just think Bath. I think Leinster kind of they're like here look we just need we we need to kind of yeah. show up and that's kind of yeah. and not to be disrespectful but that's just where kind of those two sides are at at the moment so I don't know yeah maybe it was
1: it was But um, like I mean if if Leinster showed up and had a similar performance against Ulster I'm I would be I would be confident that Ulster would win um yeah, I can't argue with that, like, yeah. Just in the sense that I think they're just more clinical, you know, they make less mistakes. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're, John Cooney's probably a bit better of a of a place kicker than, although Harry Byrne is, or Ross Byrne is very good. I don't know. I just feel like they can get stuff, they can get the job done. Like Claremont threw the kitchen sink at them. Like yeah. in the last, the last half an hour, 20 minutes of the game, it was all Claremont's I think that, firing shots. Um, I think that's...
0: So, like, like you're saying there, you do think they can do it, and I think if if there is a reason to kind of agree with you and suggest that they can go the whole way, it would be their ability to absorb pressure.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Against
0: Leinster, I think like we we talked about this already. We were like, as soon as Henshaw got that try, I think everybody thought, okay, writing's on the wall. Leinster are going to go on; they're going to win this as they do in Leinster fashion, and Ulster be left in the dirt. Ulster did not get bullied, and they were in Leinster's face. And they were physical till the very last whistle. Yeah. And what do you know what I like most about them is I think when they're up, not only when they're chasing a the game, not only when they're drawing a the game looking for to take the lead, I think when they're up, they're the aggressors. Mm-hmm. And I like, I just think that mentality will get you very fair. There's no foot off the pedal. No. And I like, I like, I like their style. I like their style, and I like the way they're aggressive and on the front foot most of the game against regardless of the opposition really. But I just I am I am kind of on the other side as well that was like mm, it was a U or game.
1: Yeah yeah Lens slightly
0: depleted. I think when it comes to the the big boys and a massive crowd champions cup game Lens are everybody fit I don't know I'd still be leaning towards
1: them. Yeah I know, I know and I agree with you and I think it's it's getting harder and harder on a yearly basis to predict Who's who's going to be the winner? Like you probably would have, you probably would have picked Toulouse at the start of the season last year. But like those quarterfinals and semifinals were really, they could have gone anyway. You know, the best. Um,
0: I was the, one of the greatest games I've ever seen was monster Toulouse.
1: Yeah, that was a brilliant game as well. Yeah, it was immense. Um, I think they yeah, did, no, be- there was, but like those those semifinals were like. I mean, crazy. They, they, anyone could have won. It was literally just as who had the more points in the board yeah. before the eighty I, minutes. I know the that game. works. It? <laughs> I know, but like, if the game was an extra ten minutes longer, you never know. Yeah, who's yeah, gonna yeah. Come back and score. But uh, I agree. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was a crazy one. But uh, listen, we'll see. We'll see how they get on. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for Connacht. To be honest, I think that they really took the bull by the horns. They made the most of the home advantage. Uh, Stanford say... Are they they were missing a few people but nonetheless they're still a, a tough side to beat um, but I also think it's an impeccable
0: result i mean if you were to look back only a few years ago i would actually say i would argue okay maybe not a few because they actually won the pro 14 when well, henshaw, say henshaw and bundy were on fire and we all remember that season but like mm. let's take maybe three years prior to that the coming out party for Connacht. Three years prior to that, if you were to say to anybody who is a fan of Connacht or any anyone who goes to the to the sports ground on Galway on a regular basis, yeah, that you would wallop Stade Francais without without blinking an eye. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Everyone, everyone would be like, "No, no, you won't. Like you're never going you're never going to be that team." And it's a bit of both. If Connacht have yeah. improved. Stade Francais have obviously dropped off a bit and declined. Yeah, they have, yeah, naturally. No, when I saw the was because that was the one game I actually didn't catch. So I watched the highlights of it afterwards, but I didn't catch it while it was live. So I obviously went on to Sky Sports, and I was like, see how Connacht are getting on now. Maybe, I don't know, maybe 16 9 up, or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Saw the score, and I was just like, right. I was like, Connacht, are, they're no longer, oh, Connacht have done well. Oh, yeah, Connacht, yeah. Where people almost pitied Connacht. They were like, oh, they're doing well. They're progressing yeah. well. They have some good players, and you know, they're They'll get eventually cherry picked by the other provinces. No, no, no. Connacht, to me, now have arrived. And yeah. there they're, may not be on the level of tread as Ulster or Leinster or even Munster. But now all four Irish provinces, I think, should be taken very seriously. And it's a credit to everyone in Connacht for getting to this point because they were lagging behind for quite a few years.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's really a testament to not only the footprint of, of, of Pat Lamb, but also what Andy friend has done in the past couple of years, like they've really established it as a, as a proper outfit, you know, like the academy's gotten much better. Their methods of identifying players at grassroots level has gotten much, much better. Um, they're also able to kind of box clever in regards to signing, like even spotting Max and Hansen from, from was it was, was a Western force or, you know, probably the smallest club in Australia. Uh, who I think he he actually was he had fallen out with, for lack of a better explanation. But he was he was training to be an electrician, and he thought his rugby career was over. And an Andy friend picked him out of out of Canberra, but yeah, I believe it's Canberra he's from in Australia. But you know, just like things like that, like they're really playing money ball. They're really using their resources as yeah. as best they can. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what a good head coach does, and and it's it's proving think- proving to be quite quite successful for them now. 100%. I think the most
0: telling thing, right? We're, we're kind of going off and kind a bit, of a bit long, so we'll try. I'll try I love to keep this it. I love it. <laughs> as, as concise as I can. I think the biggest, the biggest compliment I give, like to connect at the moment, in, in my opinion, is simp- sim- simply put, right? Years ago, if you did well for connect, it was always in the back of your head. If I do well enough, I can move on. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it, they were a stepping stone. Now I think a lot of players are looking, if I do well enough for Connect, I can get another contract for Connect, And we yeah. can win for yeah. So I think yeah. that's where you become a threat, where if you have talent and you embed that talent into your squad and you develop that talent, that that talent will leave you high and dry and you're looking again. And mm-hmm. there's a five-year cycle where, oh, we have to look again, keep going. Basically, almost a selling club, if that makes any sense. You know, a feeder's club. Now I think... Okay. It's a proper.
1: They they're contenders. Yeah. yeah, they're playing yeah. for the jersey rather than what what the jersey can for do you, for you, kind of. To hopefully get um, to another jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that, and I think rightly so. I think they're, you know, they're a fantastic. There's a fantastic culture there already within the club, and mm. that's only getting stronger. Uh Like even when you when you look at the city of Galway, like that part of the country needs a a, a proper rugby club. You know, it yeah. needs a. it it deserves it just as much as it needs it, you know? Um, And I think it's, it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get stronger. Like, I know there's going to be bad seasons and there's going to be injuries and there's going to be, you know, what have you, there's going to be plenty, plenty reasons why they don't succeed as well. But um, I think looking, looking to the future, like Connets aren't going anywhere. No, the foundation has been laid down. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They can
0: only go up in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I've gotten some things around, so we'll see. Um, yeah, okay. Quickly, we'll just we've yeah we kind of covered Leinster already. There's not much to cover, so you know they they did what they did, they do what they do. Um, yeah, so I suppose we'll move on to this weekend's round of fixtures. Well, cool. If they happen, because um, the way there, things yeah. are born, in in every sport, like we were talking and discussing before we came on. Live here, the Premier League could be cancelled, so other competitions in sporting across the sporting world might follow suit. So, I'm just looking at it here. Uh, so we obviously have cast. Um, before we jump into whether it's going to happen, whether it's not going to happen, and all that, I suppose your favorites for the game, Munster,
1: of course, at home. Yeah, I think Monster. I think, uh, like cast lost their. I think they did they, they a, a two-year winning streak at home, uh, which went up in smoke on Sunday night against the last game on Sunday against uh, Harlequins. Um, so that's – you know, they've, they've been a bit spooked now a little bit. I think they won't fancy the trip to Thoman Park. Um, yeah. So I, I do fun, fancy Munster for that. Uh, like even looking at Leicester, Connex, like that's a big challenge for Connex. Like Leicester are top of the premiership table. Um They've had wins over Harlequins. They've had wins over Sarsons. Mm. Do you know? I believe. Anyway, uh, do you know they'll be a really, really tough outfit to for for Connacht to beat? Um, I, I do think Con- Connacht are are able for it, but I don't know. It, it might be a bit much. it's just um, just because of how good Leicester are, you know? Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah. They've built themselves up again tremendously as well. Like they've come back firing. Um. Don't know. yeah i don't know i didn't see it really happening as soon as it happened or as it's happened yeah uh, but yeah i don't know uh like well i'm just looking at this right here so castra are currently sixth in the top 14. like mm-hmm. it's a funny old top 14 this year by the way um
1: yeah it's a bit all over the place
0: it is very all over the place would you see them as who actually this is the question i wanted to ask you who's our biggest competitors in this group
1: um I'm not sure.
0: You have to go with uh the dark horses now, Harlequins.
1: Yeah, well, Harlequins are are uh, like especially since we beat them last year. I think they're they're they've done their homework. Um, I see. Yeah, I think it could be Harlequins to be honest. I think Harlequins have have gotten better again since since that last pool stage clash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's tough. I would have to say Harlequins as well to be honest. Um. Like a cast, a cast are good though, as well. You know, um, I, wasps should have been better as well. Um, I think when it just in regards to injuries and in COVID and stuff yeah. like that, like if we were playing a full, well, full, fully fit wasps team, it would have been a very different story. But I'm um, yeah. sure, it's well, I, I think, no, I think you're spot
0: on. I think most would agree if if both teams were fully fit, or not fully fit but fully healthy, let's say, yeah, be a completely be different. different ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, yeah. So, I'm just looking at something here. So, Connacht, um once again all in action again as well. I'm just actually, with, in terms of matches that you think are going to be in doubt, like what what are the rumblings of the matches that might be off? What how do they deal with matches that may be called off going forward? How does this?
1: How do we cope with this currently? Um, yeah, like it's it's a bit it's a bit up in the air a little bit. I know there's serious question marks around um, Leinster and Montpellier. Yeah. And like, if they cancel that, it's, they have to kind of, for the, the, just the way it works and the way points are allocated and stuff, that that the fixture, if the fixture doesn't go ahead, it's a 28-0 loss to said team. But I think in a situation like this, because of COVID, you kind of don't really know you don't know who gets the twenty-eight points and who who doesn't. Exactly. So, Who's that I, frankly, I don't know. I I don't really have the answers. But yeah, um, yeah, you just don't know. Maybe there's a rule there. There's a clause there that it's that 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 does provide the answer. It does kind of it does mean that Leinster get the twenty-eight points or Montpellier get it or what have you. But uh, like that's in serious doubt. Um, I hope I hope the monster game goes ahead. I hope Connacht goes ahead. Um but then again you just don't know we're still kind of at the mercy of COVID a little bit and it's absolutely the whole world is you know. still and
0: like there are the two Friday fixtures by the way as well. Leinster, Montpellier obviously traveling to France, and then um Ulster hosts Northampton on the Friday as well. So yeah. Just hopefully those two games can go ahead, but we don't know. We don't <laughs> know. Um so we'll obviously we'll stay on course looking at these fixtures. Your lads, your dark courses, Harlequins will entertain uh Cardiff. Um, that should be, should be all right. <laughs> I was just want to yeah. say I was like, that wouldn't really grab my eyes, so to speak Um then who are Sharks, Claremont, Racing, Ospreys, Glasgow, Exeter and then we come in then at 8 o'clock on the Saturday against Cast and Sunday arguably you were just mentioning it there arguably
1: the tie of the round
0: would be Leicester and Conant
1: yeah I would, I would say so. Uh, like Leicester are just, like Leicester are playing some phenomenal rugby at the moment. Um, mm. like you fancy Leicester there, so I, I, I take it. Yeah, I, I, do fancy Leicester. Like, of course, I would love Connacht to see Connacht win. I think yeah. Connacht do. I think they're able to win, but, like, I believe the game is away. I believe it's in Welford Road. Um, there you go. That's and it's, it's just phenomenal. so hard to win yeah. there. Yeah, it's impossible. Absolutely. Like.
0: So, it's, it's not where you want to go looking for a win. No, um, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Just, um, it's not awesome. You as well. And it's just, yeah, it's a tough place to win, especially it's with hard. the form they're. They've been absolutely immense. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm just looking through, yeah, Scarlett, Bordeaux, or Toulouse, and then we have Stad and in Bristol Bears, and that would wrap up the round. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I suppose. The toy of the round for me would be Leicester Connacht and then the rest are yeah. forgettable games to be to be kind about it. Well,
1: but... uh yeah, a little bit. Like I mean the group stages are always kind of yeah. It's it's always you're just kind of weaning out uh exactly. Who's who's done the work a little bit. But then again, you know, like I I know Cardiff lost to Toulouse there on Friday, but mm. like it was it was a very entertaining game. It was it was very like the Monster Wasps in many ways because it was just kind of chaos. It was just all over the place. Um like Cardiff had a lot of injuries as well. They kind of had guys kind of extending their retirement a little bit. I think there yeah. was a Dan Fish or someone who was playing his final minutes of professional rugby, even though he had originally hoped to retire earlier, but um, or maybe he had retired and they had to pull him out. I wasn't really sure what the situation was, but um just again like that, you know, COVID is kind of putting enough of a dent in the Champions Cup as it is, so maybe postponing games wouldn't be a bad idea. But, um, Jets, yeah, listen, I mean, I mean, if these games happen at all, it's... it's exactly. It's, it's um, right, two questions quickly before I run on
0: to my last segment before we we shut up shop for the week. I just want to ask you quickly in your head, just off the top of your head, the performance of, like, last weekend's round, the weekend just gone... By a team and player.
1: Team and player. Um, mm. Am I allowed to say Scott Buckley again? Or... <laughs> I was probably going to say it. it was either him or DuPont. Um, I would say, uh, geez, I don't know. Um, like Stuart Og had a blinder for Exeter. He had a great game. Um mm he's kind of consistently great doesn't he he's very consistent Joe. Yeah. he's he's yeah. phenomenal to be honest um dupont is the one kind of he another one who kind of just actually to, sorry yeah. dupont he just he, he's constantly yes, yeah. Yeah. quite ridiculous yeah. um it was him versus cardiff on friday he was just oh he was man. everywhere like yeah he, he did everything
0: happy. He was having a bit of fun. That's what he was doing. He like, was, he was having a bit of fun. Yeah. It was schools rugby. For people like that, it is literally schools rugby. Like You have yeah. the Barrett and DuPonts and, and Temex, who are just... We just yeah. do what they want. ...to watch, watch, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, okay, so you're going Buckley, I assume. I'll go Buckley, or uh, for, because I mentioned him already, I'd actually say JJ Hanrahan for Claremont, Even though they, they didn't get the win, he okay. still had an incredible game. He was nice phenomenal, I think.
0: To, uh, to a former Monster man, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I think he's really thriving in Toulon. I think the move was was good for him, um, whether it was a fresh starter or whether it was a new challenger. However, he sees it, but regardless, he's he's playing some great great rugby over there. So, yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be my my performance of the week anyway. Nice, I like it, JJ Hennerin. Um Team, team. We're going to go for. Mm, I was going to say Ulster, but that's kind of <laughs> that kind of contradicts it. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say monster to be honest. I think to go out regardless of how wasps were, to to bring the youngest being 19 or 18 even, and the oldest being 21 or two, yeah, um, out to out to Basque to play in a Champions Cup opener in many of their debuts. Like that's it's just a tremendous leap to to make, and you know they landed on their feet so. Fully agree. I don't think I, I, I'd even think I actually think you'd find the the
0: strongest Leinster fan would probably be inclined to agree with this. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Previously stated by us a million times before. Um, yeah, just a brilliant, brilliant performance and one that kind of make you proud as a absolutely yeah as a stag. Um, so (laughs) we will. I suppose we'll talk about this this little thing that popped up, the IRFU letter scenario. Yeah. Um, like you, you know more about this than me, Um, but like, just fill me in on, on the whole scenario as a whole and what's going on, um, or our viewers as to what's going on.
1: Yeah, like it's, essentially it's, I think, was it off the ball, dubbed it as an as a all-out civil war between those in the women's game and and the IRFU itself, um, yeah, it was like so, IRFU kind of defending themselves. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, so essentially, there was there was this letter written and signed by, I think, was it was it believed between fifty four and sixty one or two former f- women's players and current women's players, a mix between the two, yeah. um, and it was addressed to the sporting ministers in the Irish government. And what they did, I have my notes here. Uh, they're basically claiming that the IRFU of, like, it's a bit complicated. Um, they're they're citing uh, a lack of transparency and overall lack of ambition on behalf of the IRFU against towards the women's game. Um, they present at the point of like a lost that they've lost all trust and confidence in the IRFU. This is the players themselves. Um, they also point to. Uh, uh, like inequitable and untrustworthy leadership Um there's a few points that I, scribbled to, well, I scribbled down so this morning but
0: i like um, the, the main the main message is
1: neglect more or less neglect yeah and that like what what can be done to improve the game isn't being done um like there's two two reports ongoing within the women's game i believe carried out on kind of on behalf of the irfu independently and um, but like one report is looking into the disappointment of their most recent failure to qualify for the women's world cup and then the other report is to kind of looking at the game as a whole you know looking at the overall structures and player pathways and what have you but um yeah. but like at the same time there have been other similar before reports in the past and i think that's why they're deciding to publish this letter now. Um I believe they reached out to Murray Kinsler in the 42. He was the first one to get his hands on it. Uh and then other rugby journalists have have done the same. They've followed suit and published the letter themselves. Uh yeah. but like in, in regards to the the reports or sorry not the reports, the the reviews that are being taken by the IRFU um are being carried out, I suppose, like they're accusing that those the previous how would you say, the, the previous reports that took place uh, and probably likely the ones that are taking place at the moment, uh, they accuse the IRFU of cherry-picking a handful of findings uh, to present to the public. Um, they also feel that none of the of info submitted was fully factual or designed to act in, a, in the best interest of the women's game as a whole. So they're really kind of going to town in the IRFU here saying that, you know, there's lots of stuff that they could be doing, which they're not doing. And then whenever they need to find an excuse, they're cherry picking the information and they're providing false facts, essentially. it uh, yeah. sound like Fox news now, but they're finding false facts to, to kind of make the IRFU look good and make it seem like the women have everything they need that they're just not winning. Um, yeah. To be honest, I yeah. think that, it's a, that
0: to me is the most vile part of it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the impression. Own... And I could be
1: wrong. Like it could be, just... it could be probably not as cynical as that, but it's how it's coming off to me anyway. So,
0: Of course. Well, I I think it is, and I think it's just I don't like it at all. I don't like any bit of it, and I don't like the fact that you would throw them under the bus like that in terms of, oh, we've done everything we could have, which we all know, not true.
1: Probably not. Yeah.
0: When you do have a problem with it, we're going to deny everything by literally not. I'm not going to say lying about facts, but if you don't reveal the whole truth you are being dishonest so it is is effectively in a way lying and just kind of yeah it's it's not right we've had these issues haven't they've been they've been existing for for months and years and like this has always been like going back two months ago three months ago there was there was war over dressing rooms Mm -hmm. so all these things all these little things that aren't little things that that that's the biggest problem. Like it, it, yeah. it's these are massive, massive things. If that was to happen, Johnny Sexton came out and talked about it as well, and he was like, if they if they ever thought of doing that to the men, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't dream of it.
1: Yeah, and it's no.
0: all it's all going back to money, finance, and just pure favoritism for what sells. If you don't sell, oh, you didn't qualify the World Cup, we don't care about your facility. Then how are you supposed to qualify for a World Cup in future years? How yeah. are you supposed to progress? How are you supposed to advance? There's no if there's no care. And no one putting anything into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. And 100 it is not on not solely on the players for not qualifying for the World Cup. And they came pretty close, mind you, as well. So maybe yeah. if they did have rooms, had a proper back-in, they might have been there. So to me, the RFU can can sort themselves yeah. the because they can just, look I think, inward. I think it's wrong, and I, I, I'm yeah. not even going to go. I'm not even going to get too hung up on this right now. But I just think it's absolutely wrong, and I think the way it's bully mentality as well because they're. Yeah such a huge outfit and they have such a massive impact that they can feed false or fake news as as you would say yeah. it <laughs> absolute sheer propaganda in terms of no we've done what we can we've done everything in our power when you haven't done even 10 of what you could do in your power so yeah. look
1: neglects and lack of leadership massive problems and lack of accountability in many ways and um... transparency yeah like like they said yeah and it's like what what probably made the IRFU look a little bit worse or probably a lot worse was like that story broke i believe it was yesterday morning and within an hour or 2 hours like maybe maybe 3 at the absolute least the IRFU yeah. had already released a statement refuting the letter um i believe their quote was they refute the overall tenor of the letter which just means that every, every instead of instead of considering the very the very uh, kind of nitty gritty details, and in the letter, they just kind of refute the whole thing. They say it's all wrong, yeah. um, instead of actually providing evidence as to how it's wrong and you know what have you, in in actually intelligently uh debating and and would you say arbitrating the the issues. But um, but then again, the letter wasn't to the IRFU, it was to the government. Um, but it's it's just seems like a really really sour situation uh between the women's game as a whole and and. The IRFU outfit. Um, and yeah. don't really know what what a possible resolution would look like, but it's far away anyway at this stage. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, I don't know. Um, these are problems that have gone on for a while. They'll probably continue to go on for another mm. while because, like I say, the surface. yeah, I just think money money doesn't talk; it it screams. So I don't know. I just I, I don't think. I don't know. hopefully hopefully things get fixed yeah. or. Ironed out, but I don't know. Look, it's just the situation we're in. But um, we have gone through a lot in the last hour and fifteen. But of course, I cannot let you go without this last piece. Monster cast prediction.
1: Um, cast after a a loss at home, a narrow loss at home, but a, a loss at home nonetheless. Yeah. Going to and Park the week prior is is. Or the week following, rather, is is probably the worst. The worst thing you can follow it up with. So I'm going to say monster. Um, like monster will be back full, full uh, engine and the whole lot. So you'll have a lot of guys who are wanting to get back into the team and, and take back their jerseys too. So I'm going to say monster by. i going to say monster by two tries anyway. Okay, Ben Geary, monster
0: by two points. I will go. Uh I will go. I'm actually gonna be confident. I'm gonna go monster by hmm. I'm gonna go monster by 15
1: or 20. Munster by fifteen, yeah. That's more or less what I said. I said two tries, which is kind of the ball pack of 14 points, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you unless you want three unconverted tries. No, uh um, Carberry's feeling yeah, He's
0: yeah. I'm back. Yeah, I just think of yeah yeah fully fit monster plus obviously all the players who play during the weekend you know, yeah be waiting in in, in the uh in the wings to come on rooms, and yeah prove themselves again so yeah okay so we both think monster hopefully they do it hopefully the game is on so that they can do it so please hopefully everything is um is sorted in that department but once again folks uh we uh we would say goodbye for this week and uh please join us again next week we appreciate all the views and anyone who subscribes to Sport in Limerick. We massively appreciate you. This show wouldn't be possible without you. And next week we'll cover a review of the Monster cast game, all Irish provinces that are in action in the Champions Cup. And hopefully we will have not necessarily the uh the, the man to replace Van Graham, but we'll have a few rumblings and we'll have a discussion about his possible replacement. But I've been Mark Riley, it's been Ben Geary, Sport in Limerick, and it's been the breakdown, folks. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your week
1: here yeah. you